This is Taking Action Today with Michael Alder, episode 42. We found our freedom in real estate investing. What's up, everybody? Today, I'm happy to announce we have Brock Collins of the Freedom Real Estate Investing Podcast on. Now, if you're not familiar with this show, I'm going to link to it in the show notes. I highly suggest you check it out. His story, as well as hundreds of other investors are on there. and just amazing, mind-blowing journeys you'll learn from there. But not only that, we're going to get into Brock's story tonight so you know what he's all about, how he's been able to flip hundreds of houses in this real estate game, and his definition of freedom. So let's get right into this. Brock, welcome to the show. Hey, Mike. Thanks for having me on, man. Uh, Thank you. I really appreciate your time on this. So while we get into this here, why don't you take us back and tell us what got you into real estate investing? Oh, man, let me tell you, I'll I'll give you the short version of it. But uh, Mike, I grew up in a very blue collar family and, um, you know, uh, investing and and that kind of stuff that just wasn't part of our vocabulary. And so uh, as I was going through high school, getting towards the end of high school, I started hearing different books and and reading different books about creative real estate investing. I thought, man, if there's a way to buy a house with no money and no credit, man, I'm all in. <laughs> and so I started, you know, buying book after book. And before you knew it, I started buying seminars and, and going to seminars and and uh, just learning that there's a way outside of the conventional way. And and that was my only way in uh, for my mindset was to get in with nothing down. And and so fast forward to, you know, a lot of years later, and, and I've done, I bought over a hundred uh, uh, houses and investment properties, mostly utilizing the note money down strategies that, that you know, they've been around for a hundred years. I put a little tweak on them, but they still work really effective in today's market. Man, that's awesome. So let's, but wait, let's back up a little bit. When did, uh, all right, so you're going to seminars, you're reading books. I got to ask you about the seminars. What's the most hokiest pitch you've heard in a seminar? Cause I've been to a whole lot myself. So, well, I don't know if it's a pitch, but I will say this, um, you know, the truth of it is that there, when I was going to seminars, they would show these big flashy numbers on the screen. Hey, you know, in one week I made a hundred thousand dollars and this and that. Now don't get me wrong. I've made really good money in real estate, but for an, inv- for an, a beginner, it's not like that. It takes, it really does take hard work. You got to treat it like a business. You got to get after it. And they, and they kind of set it up as a push button. If you buy my stuff, you could be rich. Right. <laughs> and, and and that was really that was really the hokiest part because almost everyone I went to, it was like that. And so uh, the other thing that threw me off on some of these seminars I went to, and by the way, these weren't cheap seminars. These were several thousand to six, seven thousand dollars plus plus flight and, and hotel. And so I saved a ton of money to go to these. And I was thinking, the, you know, my life would change overnight. When I got there, I got like one good day of info, and then the next two days was someone else every hour pitching their stuff. <laughs> Pitch fest plus man. a lot of fluff. It was bad, man. Yeah. No, I hear you. Well, I'm glad you uh, you know shared all that with us there because that's a big thing. A lot of people get caught up in the hype and they don't ever do anything. Now, at what point from the seminars to you taking action? How long did that take you to actually get in there and uh, get your first deal going? Well, that's interesting that, that, that you mentioned that because there's a little bit of twist to my story. And, and what happened was I, I so one thing that I gleamed from the books and the seminars was, you know, to start networking with people who are in the business. And so I had met through my church, the guy who owned the largest realty firm in our area. And I said, I saw him at church one day. And I said, hey, can I take you to lunch? I just want to pick your brain. He was like, sure. And so here I am. I'm, I'm working a nine to five. I'm killing myself, making no money at a job. And I took him to lunch and he said, I tell you what, if you come to work for me at my firm, you you get your license and become an agent. I'll introduce you to uh, all the bankers, all the attorneys, all the other realtors in the town. I'll get you connected, Brock. And I was like, 
man, that sounds like a deal. So I went uh, and studied for, you know, took all my exams and take the state exam and became a, a, a realtor. And, um, and I did that for several years. And what, what happened was it brainwashed me because when I got into that side of the business, it was all conventional and very traditional. You know, back, in, you know, in the, in the later 90s, it was, you know, you, you put 10% down. If you're buying a house, you're buying an investment, it's got to be 25% down. Um, and by the way, there, there's a lot of other hicks, hiccups was, you know, prove that you have the money to buy it in mm-hmm. advance, you know, and give me that uh, earnest money deposit, which, of course, I never had, you know. And, and so it was, it, it, it totally brainwashed me that all the stuff that I'd learned a couple years prior was like, Every, all these professionals were saying, that's hokey, it doesn't work. And it really brainwashed me. So uh, I did that for a few years, and I finally was like, man, this just isn't for me to wear a realtor hat. So I gave my license back willingly and I just let it expire, actually. And then uh, I jumped back in uh, to investing. And so when I got back in, retrained my brain that it's possible because it was my only option at the time. I mean, I, I can't remember how long it was, um, but um, what I did while my other buddies were at that point in their life making a lot of money and driving fancy cars and the nice houses, uh, I bought a duplex, Mike, and I lived in one half of it and rented out the other half. And the tenant paid for my entire mortgage, so I lived for free. And it really gave me like a breathing room to jump out and say, all right, I'm spending as much time as I can to figure out how to find freedom in my life. Yeah, I mean, that's perfect. Moving a duplex, you're living for free, and then you can map out your whole plan to get to the where you are now, where you said you've done over 100 deals. Oh, well over, yeah. Well over 100 deals. So tell me about some of your strategies then. I mean, what does it take to get to that point? Well, let, let me say this. It, it, what it takes to get to that point is a why. Your why has to be bigger than anything else you do in life. And I tell you that because, as you know, Mike, you're in the business. There's challenges that come up. There are roadblocks, and 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 you think, man, I'll, I can't get past this. But if your why is big enough, you'll get past all of them. My why for me was I, I saw my you know my mom and dad work blue collar jobs and kill themselves so someone else could get rich, and and they worked their butt off. So I saw my my brother and my sister. They went to college and got what you call good jobs, right? And they worked their butt off to you know make someone else wealthy. And I was just, I, I bucked the system and I was like, man, I, I don't want to do this. I want to, I want to make myself either wealthy or live the life that I choose. And the biggest thing of freedom, I, I'm a total advocate of freedom in life. And that is designing your life by design. And so for me, my life, I didn't have to be a, a multimillionaire or anything like that. I just wanted freedom of time. I wanted to call the shots every day. If I want to sleep until the crack of noon, that's what's going down. If I want to take a month or two off on vacation, that's what's happening. That's what I wanted to create. And so I knew real estate investing, that was my why. And I knew I could get there, but it was just going to take a little work. And so um, how I got in the business was by wholesaling houses. And um, and basically, I used no money, uh, none of my own money or, or credit to do the deals. And I do uh, double double closings. And uh, that's how I got in. And, and what happened was I became an expert at finding deals. And that really catapulted me. And it was totally by uh, accident because I hadn't met any mentor at this point that showed me how to how to find deals. And the truth of it is, if you want to be a real estate investor with most exit strategies, if you don't know how to find deals, it'll be kind of it'll be pretty tough to do the business. So true. And I just want to back up a little bit, and you really cleared up the idea of freedom because I think most people have the multimillionaire you know mindset where they're like, I got to have two point five million dollars, then I'm free or, you know, a million and a half or whatever it is. And really, you just need to create enough cash flow so that you can make the decisions to do what you want on a day-to-day basis and you weren't tied down to anything at that point. That's right. And, and it can happen in two different ways, Mike. And if you're flipping houses right now 
And, you know, <laughs> depending on the market you're in, you might have to adjust to a market to make it work. But if you're flipping houses and you're making significant money, which most of the, the um, most of the investors that I know that are treating it as a real business are doing phenomenal right now, uh, you could flip just a couple houses and have well more than enough than the dollars you need for the rest of the year. Um, it, you, of course, you don't stop, but it gives you that freedom knowing, hey, man, I've way than uh, surpassed my goal, and I can do that. The real wealth way, though, the true way, is you can be rich by flipping houses. You can get wealthy and retire rich with real estate through cash flow. And so this deep, uh, you know, this deep in my journey, I'm really kicking into that side of it. And I've done about every strategy under the sun. Maybe you have too, Mike, but cash flow is more important to me, and that's more where the focus is going today. No, I agree. So tell us a little bit about your cash flow plan there. Are you uh, you leveraging other people's money? Or are you just uh, using cash from your flips to buy properties outright? Man, I tell you, man, I, I am a huge proponent of no money deals because, man, like many people may be listening right now, I did not have any money to get in start. I didn't have a rich, rich people in my family. There was no one to reach out to. I had to figure out how to do this myself. So when I say I've almost every one of the of the deals that I've ever done from 16 years ago to today has been no money down strategies. When I talk about no money down strategies, it doesn't mean no money was in place. It just means it wasn't any of my money because yep. when I started, I didn't have it, right? And so, you know, some 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 uh, uh, people I've met over the years have said, hey, do a 50-50 partnership and that kind of thing. But I found other ways to use other people's money or small portfolio loans or small commercial loans so that I keep 100% ownership in the, in the uh, each property. And maybe I'm giving away a little bit of per interest per annum. Uh, but uh, all of them are, are no money down deals. And so the reason they work isn't because someone's willing just to give up money or, or a small mom and pop bank's willing to give up money. It's because I told you earlier, I became an expert at finding deals and negotiating huge discounts. And when you do that, uh, people really will be really excited to work with you in some way or another on the deal. And so if I go down to a small town bank and I'll say, hey, I need a hundred or one hundred fifty thousand dollars in the next week. You know, can you close this that fast? Because I bring such huge discounts to the table, they can't believe you know that they're this highly discounted. Great neighborhood, great structure, and you know, and they're ready to do deals. So it's because you find such big deals that the no money down strategies work so well for me. Well, let's get into that. There, how do we find these amazing deals? You know. I don't want to confuse your listeners because I'll tell you this. When I got started, you know, everyone uh, or some of the studies that I was doing was like, oh, you could, here's 50 ways to find deals. Do right. all 50 of these and, and do this and do that. And the truth of it is, I want your listeners to, to know, Mike, just become an expert at one. And once you feel confident and you keep it in, in line, then then add an, what I call another fishing pole and another fishing pole. So, for instance, I got started and I found my first wholesale deals by putting an ad in the paper back in the day. And it was just in the local newspaper, three-line ad, I buy houses, quick for cash, here's my number. And, you know, nowadays, no investors use that anymore. So that might be a strategy I picked back up. But so, so that's a fishing pole. Uh, direct mail is a fishing pole. Uh, online marketing. And, dude, you wouldn't believe how many deals I got even these last few years just from networking with people and asking them, you know, just being interested in what they do. And when you're interested in what they do, they're formally just going to ask you, hey, tell me what you do. Hey, I buy houses. Hey, if you ever know anyone that has, you know, an old, you know, property that needs, they need to move quick, man, give me a call. Here's my card. And dude, I've been getting so many deals these last couple of years. And I don't know, I don't know why it's picked up so much. Maybe it's because the networking finally caught up to me, but 
so many deals. And 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 Mike, when I when I say deals, these are free deals. There's no marketing money in them. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it the makes best them way. So much, that's right. <laughs> makes them so much better. No, I agree with you. I mean, relationship building and networking, I think, is really key component to uh, being successful in this business. And actually, I want to back up just a little bit on that yeah. newspaper ad piece. I'm actually just started doing that again myself because you're right. We did it 10 years ago. It was hot then. Everybody switched it up, but nobody's doing it now. And there's still a lot of people reading the paper. So it does work. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the other reason that I, I'm going to implement it again is we're getting to the to the point. I can't remember the figure, so I'm not going to say it, but the, it was an astronomical amount of baby boomers that are retiring every single day. It's astronomical. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of them, you know, my parents included, kind of missed the technology age. And so, you know, you, you got the, the old phones and the, you know, the old flip phones still in, you know, they carry in their pockets and they didn't pick up with technology and Facebook and, and Twitter and all that stuff. And what's common to them is still the newspaper. Right. And these are the people that have houses that they're ready to, they're too big or they haven't cared for them well over the last 10 or 20 years and they, they need to sell. And so it, it's, it really is a, a, a strategy that everyone, it's a lost strategy that uh, needs to be implemented again. Man, it's going to be a big takeaway of this episode here. Tap back into that. <laughs> now, as you have all these leads coming back in, what are you doing to actually market and sell your leads? Well, I'll say this. When a lead comes in, first I qualify them and I, I make them jump through some hoops um, in order for me to call back. And I, I basically, they either qualify themselves or unqualify themselves when they come through. And when I get on the phone for the ones that qualify and they they seem like they're, they're uh, worth the time to take to talk with, um, when I get them on the phone, I already know the neighborhoods. I already know the values in those neighborhoods. Just be, and I, and for your listeners, you know, it might be hard if you're in a big metro area, but if you want to be specific on zip codes, really understand values in the areas you want to work. And it really gives you a leg up. So, and, and it just takes a little bit of time, but make sure you do that. So when my leads call in, Mike, um, I know where they're at. I know values. And basically what I'm asking them is what, what does the property need to put it in tip top condition? So number one, if it's in a really tough area, if it's a war zone, I'm really not interested in working in those anymore. So instantly that lead is going to fall into my uh, wholesaling bucket. And, you know, I already know when I negotiate that deal, I'm going to wholesale that thing out. I don't want it. Uh, If it's in a medium uh, priced uh, neighborhood that's decent, I want that. You know, I mean, they're going to keep it or fix and flip it. And so um, when I say keep it, I mean, keep it for cash flow. And so I I know when when a lead comes in, uh, based on <clears throat> where it's at and the condition it's in, what, you know, basically which exit strategy bucket that I'm going to put that in. So you don't necessarily turn away any leads as long as it's something you can make work, whether a wholesale exit strategy or a cash flow fix and flip, whatever. You'll take on any challenge that comes in, per se. Yeah, and I don't even call them challenges. And, and I think that you know, for instance, I'll tell you this. Um, this was six or seven years ago, and I was on a on a mission for like a six month period that I was only going to buy uh, cash flow properties. And I got a call from a, from a, a retired fellow who'd rented this duplex out for years and years. And he just started traveling. He was like, man, I'm just going to let it go empty. So this place set empty for a couple of years. And he called me, he was like, man, I just want to sell fast as is. Would you make me an offer? And so I went over there to make an offer uh, for a cash flow property and when I got there, it was a little bit outside of the mark that I was interested in keeping for a long-term hold. Uh, and it was in far worse condition than what he explained on the phone. But I was there. And so in my mind, I'm thinking I could either walk away because it doesn't fit the bucket I'm in, or I could just make him an offer. 
And so that's what I did. And that's what I encourage people to do. If you've, you've got an opportunity in front of you, even if it doesn't fit the box, you're looking and make an offer. So I made an offer on this property and he didn't even flinch. He didn't uh, uh, counter nothing. And so I think I could have got a better deal, <laughs> yeah. but, but he took my offer and I um, mowed the yard twice. And in about 30 days later, I had flipped up the, the property for a $36,000 wholesale profit. Whoa, congratulations on that. Now, now that was a number of years ago, but I, I tell you that to say I was in a spot that it didn't fit my bucket and some investor would be like, ah, I got to go on. I got to stay focused. And I did stay focused. However, you know, those are, that's a lot of dollars just to walk away from. Absolutely if, you know, it was. Yeah. So yeah, opportunities everywhere. Don't pass up on any of it then. Now, with uh, success stories like that, can you tell us about a deal that just basically kicked your ass and what you did or what you learned from that? Yes, man. I'll tell you this. Um, here's one thing I want your listeners to know. If you don't keep your marketing turned on, it could deals could go, you know, you, you could start to get really hungry for a deal. And, and what I mean by that, if you're if you put an ad in the paper in the you know for sale section that says I buy houses, man, leave it in there. Don't shut that off. And then once you're there, add into your direct mail or add on some internet ads or or but whatever you're doing, leave the marketing going. There was a time that I shut my marketing off thinking I could find them a better way. And man, it, it didn't work. So when my uh pipe pipeline got really slow. I was so starving for a deal just to get a deal. And so some people had called me and um, it was actually through networking. And um, they they were like, hey, we, we want to sell this deal. And so I went and looked at it and there was a little bit of mold in there. And I was like, yeah, it's no big deal, you know? And, and, and I was so emotionally involved and invested in this property, not because of the property, but because I thought I needed a deal so bad. And so I overpaid for the property. And, and what happened in, in that deal was the mold, I didn't do enough due diligence when I was looking at the house because I was emotionally invested in it, which I should not have been. And I didn't do my due diligence. So once I bought the property, I got into it. Oh my gosh, Mike, we had to take the, um, the drywall out. We had to take the subfloors out. The mold was so bad oh, inside man. this property and it turned into, it could have been like a four-week rehab. It turned into like a four-month project every day. It was miserable. And so let the, the, the lesson for your listeners, Mike, I want them to learn is never be emotionally invested in a house. You'll always pay too much. Oh, great call. Yeah, I appreciate you expressing that there. Now, you are the host of the Freedom Real Estate Investing Podcast. Can you tell us why you created this? Listen, uh, life is really short, man. And tomorrow's not promised to you or to me. And uh, freedom is really important because if you don't design your life and how you want it to be, someone else will be happy to design it for you. And real estate investing is such a tool that can create freedom, whether it's financial freedom, freedom of time. But uh, everyone that I've ever met has a different story of why they got into real estate. But the, the underlying message is freedom. And so uh, I, have, I have turned my business and I've actually created systems in my business and uh, to basically give my my uh, lifestyle freedom that I've always wanted. I, I can come and go when I want. I have more money than I need for the needs I have. I don't have to be out and be a gazillionaire. And, and if you want to work the business that hard and that's your goal, you can probably do it. I mean, there's opportunities everywhere, but I want to help people find their freedom. And so, um, and, and, and so what I did was when I created the Freedom Real Estate Investing Podcast, I, I reached out to other investors who are deep in the business doing deals 
asking them what they're doing, asking their failures, just like you are, Mike. And in fact, uh, it, it, Mike was on the show the other day. And so thanks for doing that, Mike, because Mike's got a great journey. Thank and, you. Uh, and so I just want you to be open that you don't have to do real estate investing as a job. You can use it, create your life by design so you can live your freedom every day. No, I mean, the show is really great, too. I encourage everybody to get over and check it out. And obviously, that'll be in the show notes as well. But yeah, the the people you've reached out to and had on there just have amazing, mind-blowing stories on there. And they are from all walks of life, too. Everybody from, you know, the guys just getting in grinding and their strategies to seven-figure wholesalers I was listening to the other day. I can't remember his <laughs> name, but a guy from San Diego. I was like, yeah. what? <laughs> so yeah, very cool on uh, the guests you've reached out to on there and everything you share. Yeah, thanks, man. And and I want I want listeners to know that, you know, if you're seeing a late night infomercial and they're saying you can be a millionaire overnight or buy my stuff and you can be rich, you know, the underlying message is maybe, yeah, you can, but um, you really there really is no push button get rich overnight in real estate. There's so many different exit strategies to make a profit. In fact, when I first got started, uh, Mike, I was uh, just like an information gatherer. And before you knew it, I knew 101 different ways to do deals but I'd never done my first deal. So for your listeners, one thing I want to leave just as a tip um, is, you know, educate yourself in what interests you most. You want to wholesale houses for quick cash? Become an expert at it. Don't follow all the rabbit trails with subject to and lease options and all that. If you want to fix and flip, become an expert. If you just want to buy a couple few houses in your backyard so you can get cash flow, increase your net worth, and retire rich with real estate, just do that one thing, stay focused and don't follow the rabbit trails and you can do really well in this business. Oh, that's awesome. I appreciate you stressing that there. And it's funny, I was actually going to ask you for action steps as we were winding down and you just, <laughs> I mean, you nailed it there. So, and then you could always grow after that, but just get out there, get started and, you know, make your business grow from that point. So Brock, I really appreciate your time. This has been awesome. Where is the best place we could connect with you? The best place uh, to connect is at uh, our podcast site, which is freedomrealestateinvesting.com, or you can find us on iTunes at uh, just search uh, Freedom Real Estate Investing. And uh, yeah, that's the best way to get get uh, connected with me. Perfect. I'll link to all that in the show notes. We look forward to catching up with you in the near future. Awesome. Mike, thanks for having me on, bud. I appreciate Thank it. Thank you. I really appreciate it. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening in today. For more tips on real estate investing and creating streams of passive income, stop by michaelalder.com or connect with me on Twitter at michaelalder34, or you can find me on Facebook. All right, everybody. Thanks, and let's take action today.